1: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690
2: and Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: I oh, felt good about my game coming in here, but you know, I didn't know that, you know, obviously I wasn't expecting to, to come in and win first week straight, straight out again, but it's satisfying to see the, the work is paying off. But. You know, it's, it's just the start. You know, I've there's so much more I want to achieve and so much more I want to do in the game. Hopefully history repeats itself and, you know, I can get a lot of confidence from this and go forward. But I'm just happy that I can, you know, that I, I can
2: hit the golf shots that I need to under pressure. That is Rory McIlroy, winner of the Wells Fargo Championship. It's been 18 months since Rory was in the winner's circle. I really, I've said this before on the show, I think, uh, I think Rory McIlroy is one of the most refreshing athletes we have in today's sports culture. Hmm. I think he really, I mean, even that last little bit, just to say, yeah, it was nice to know that I can still hit the shots under pressure, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, I think uh, it was good to see Rory win. Uh, He's an interesting guy to me in the sense that I'm a big Ryder Cup watcher viewer it's it's like my favorite sporting event, and so I need to root against Rory McElroy in that setting a lot, mm-hmm. but I think he has become one of the most affable and fun players in sports to root for because of some transparency, vulnerability he gets it, he understands his stage uh and he's not willing he's not afraid to say stuff, you know, and others are very protective of that uh but but not Rory McIlroy so he's uh it's good to see him like i i can sincerely say like how it's cool to see him back in the in the winner's circle uh for the PGA tour uh, golf's better if uh, if Rory's playing well PGA championship by the way just around the corner in uh in a couple of weeks so that is the next major still have to get used to that mm-hmm. the fact that the PGA championships in May and uh we also have to get used to the fact that like Mother's Day was yesterday, and the Players Championship final round did not get played on Sunday. Yeah,
3: it's like, weird when you're watching the players; you don't see them rocking the pink for the last day. Yeah,
2: yeah so they still like that's not settled into my mm-hmm. my brain yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it still feels uh, like I said on TV. I said I have all these Facebook memories that pop up, and it's like from the Players Championship, and everybody wearing pink, and sure. like Steph going out there and. The kid's going out there for the day, and uh, that had become kind of a tradition in Jacksonville. I do think some people missed that. I don't, I don't know if the moms missed that or not, but I do think people <laughs> missed that. Um, hopefully everybody had a uh, happy Mother's Day, by the way. Uh, he said, Roy McElroy said, the fans being there or not being there influenced his play. Huh. Do you think on the other side of this and I say I kind of feel like we're getting closer to the other side of this, where we see more fans. Mm-hmm. That there will be other players that we find out from different sports that kind of needed that, fed off that. That fifteen thousand fans wasn't enough in a football stadium. They needed seventy, you know, to to kind of get to their extreme level. Yeah. Uh, again, McElroy is very interesting because he said at first he's like I think the quiet might be nice and it might be. He's like, but he learned that he needs the energy. He needs to feed off the energy of the crowd, a little buzz, and. He admitted that he's the only athlete that I've seen really say like his performance suffered in the pandemic. I'm sure there are others, but I wonder if we see some performances in maybe the more individualized sports, but maybe even in team sports that say, you know what, I just didn't play as well. Like it was hard to get up, even -hmm. though you try to talk yourself into it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for – improved performances possibly i think that when you take the crowd out of it it seems like another practice you know and sometimes you have good practices uh and you have bad practices but like the whole goal of practice is what to play your best brand of whatever it is whatever sport it is during that game when you have essentially the same you know criteria in the game as you do in practice with terms of, you know, zero crowd noise or just, you know, something feeling off. Well, then maybe your performance can hamper a little bit. Like sometimes it's just, it's good to know that you're in a a big moment. You're in a big event. And you know what they always say, pressure can make diamonds or it can burst pipes. So uh, I agree with Rory here. I think that we see athletes in front of big crowds um, feed off that energy and and reach
2: a national one that maybe wasn't, you know, tapped when there was no crowd. So I'm with him on that. I guess a bigger picture, and maybe it's harder to say from an individual level, right? Like, I don't know, will DJ Chark play better when there's more fans in the stadium? I don't know how we're supposed to quantify that. I don't know how he's supposed to quantify that. Sure. But was there any sport in general that you thought kind of the quality of play suffered last year when there were no fans or less fans? Uh, And do you think there's a sport... Like football, especially that will benefit. Um, I think we had these conversations around defense a little bit. Like, our defense yeah. is struggling early on because they don't have that energy to feed well, off. There wasn't and that crowd is, noise either. yeah, I mean, none of that.
3: Yeah. Anytime that you know, you're at home and you're on defense, and you know, there's no crowd noise for the quarterback to, you know, obviously can't call an audible and stuff like that. The offense definitely have that advantage because they, they can see the look and they can be like, okay. Well, they're you know they're in cover two or they're in cover three. So let's go ahead and call this play. Like yeah. th- there's something to be said for that when you can hear everything every single thing that's being called. Like there's a reason why there's a competitive advantage when you play at places like KC or Seattle because the crowd noise yeah. is so, you know, there and intense that you can't audible out of stuff sometimes. All of a sudden you you have to go off of a, a silent count uh if you're trying to snap the ball. So there are competitive advantages. Um and I think I agree with you. I think if the crowd comes back and we're at full capacity, I think we're talking about maybe the resurgence of defenses a little bit. Yeah,
2: I I think that's the one. I don't know if I don't know if the NBA playoffs will be better. Mm-hmm. Were they bad? No, I don't think they like were was bad. the quality of
3: play bad. No, I don't think it was bad, and also I don't think like in terms of crowd noise and being able to hear like yeah, like you still got to be able to hear like if someone's doing a pick and roll and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, there there is still something to be said for the crowd noise, but I don't think it affects you as much um, in terms of NBA as it does the NFL. Well, and you are shooting a free throw or
2: I would think like even the the NHL. Mm-hmm playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, fan, the the fans are at a frenzy that's, during that time. Like, you would think that was... Imp- Again, I don't... I have a hard time... Listen, I understand the energy will be different. I get that. Like, yeah. you're, you're either manufactured energy or it's quiet. I mean, that's just totally different. That's, that's foreign, mm-hmm. especially in a playoff atmosphere for just about any sport, uh, unless you're sitting there playing chess. Mm-hmm. But I do think... I don't know if, if like, the NHL felt or if anybody just didn't want to admit that their quality of play wasn't as great because the athlete wasn't as amped up and the intensity wasn't as normal. I don't know if people haven't admitted that. I don't know if that was a real thing. Or maybe it just didn't matter. Like, it might not have.
3: Yeah, um, I'm not sure from the player's perspective if it was, it was really that, I mean, It had to be somewhat different, just because how could it not be? But I, I can tell you from watching it, you know, on TV, it, it was drastically different. I think the NHL... Um, was more different than anything, even including you know UFC and MMA, even including NBA and then I felt like hockey. You felt it because you're used to people banging on the glass, and it's just it's a very high energy, a very interactive crowd sport. And when you took that away, and you had nobody. You didn't have you know like the NBA had where it's like you know the monitors of fans stuff like that. It, that felt really different.
2: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I just thought uh, McElroy's comments are at least admitting it. Is something. Um, I'm sure there are plenty. I still believe. I I do believe this. And I don't want to take anything away from the young man because I think he's a sensational player and a sensational talent. But I do think Colin Morikawa coming down the stretch at the PGA Championship last year out in California, Mm. (laughs) I think would have felt totally different Mm. if there was a crowd there Mm. and amped up energy there. Uh, I think the tense moments, that adds pressure. We've seen it. Uh, in that sport, especially, because it's a little unusual. it's off A lot of times it is a quiet atmosphere, but the majors get amped up. I think it does impact. Now, I'm not saying he would have lost because he played beautifully, but I do think it would have felt different, and it could have played out different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it makes you think of something else, at least factor in as a player. And that's the one event I remember saying, I'm not sure he just walks away with this thing mm-hmm. if they had a crowd there. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect his talents or or him winning. He might have still won, Mm. but I just said I remember saying that to myself. I'm not so sure, Uh, and there's no way to tell, of course. Uh, But I I think it would have had a little different kind of feel to it uh, in that one event, and probably uh, a bunch of events uh, along the way. Uh, Canelo fight over the weekend. You, watch it, you didn't even watch it, did you? I didn't really. I mean, I understand. You
3: want to t- Okay, you want to talk about sports being back, though? That was the event. 73,000? That was the event. Like, with all due respect to Dana White and the UFC here in Jacksonville and, you know, Jake Paul and everyone's going crazy, watching 73,000 fans cheering for Canelo as he essentially has an entire concert dedicated to his entrance was insane. Now, social distancing? Absolutely not. Masks being worn, eh, doesn't really matter, though, man. I'm just saying the energy and that, like, I'll be honest. If I was Canelo or Billy Joe Saunders who we fought, I, I don't know how it – I would have probably have a heart attack, man, because I can't imagine how loud that venue was. Because when I say everybody was on their feet cheering to the top of their lungs, that's what was going on. Cause it it was a ginormous fight, and the fact that you know it didn't get a lot of love, um, think a lot of publicity is a is a shame in itself. But uh, a very cool event, um, a great fight. You know, people, you you get you, your, your keyboard warriors out there. You had your quote unquote boxing experts that said that Billy Joe Saunders threw in the towel, didn't go out on a shield, um, kind of caved and looked like he was weak. I don't know, man. Guy broke his eye
2: sock and his cheekbone. See how that feels for you? Multiple surgeries. Yeah, see how that feels for you. Yeah, and that was the net. I was watching social media during that time, and I was trying to see how it was going. And And he was winning, by the way, Billy Joe Saunders. I had him up by uh, by
3: one on the scorecard, yeah.
2: So then he obviously suffers that injury, Yeah. gets out of it, everybody's like, wow, man, this guy's got the heart of a lion, then all of a sudden doesn't get back it, well, and go out there and everybody's yeah. like,
3: what the heck? So it, You ruined it, yeah. my viewing experience. <laughs> I, no. I don't care I if you have in a there. broken eye. I would have stayed in there. <laughs> really? As you're eating Cheetos on your mom's couch? <laughs> you drinking a chocolate
2: milk? We are some kind of society Isn't in sports it crazy? <laughs> so <I> mean, <laughs> here's what happened
3: with Billy Joe Saunders. <laughs> I, I, and you know how I feel about it. I'm never going to question the toughness of anybody that walks in either that ring or that cage. Right? Like as soon as you make that walk and you make that walk in front of whatever 70-something thousand people – Guess what, man? Do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not a pro boxer. But I'll say this. I I don't think he quit. I don't think he threw in the towel. I think what happened was he got his cheekbone broke and along with his eye socket. And he felt, you know, obviously he's in the fight. He's doing things. Adrenaline's flowing. You sit back down on that stool. Everything starts to go numb. Stuff starts shutting down. It's like, I can't see. Mm. I can't talk. Not a good place to be in. Especially against Canelo, who now is cheering 75, whatever it was, to come on and cheer him on. He's going for the finish. The last round was absolutely insane. Like he literally, you know, took the focus away from going after Billy Joe Saunders and like stood in the middle of the ring and started pumping up the crowd, which Canelo doesn't really do that much. So like that was uncharacteristic for Canelo. Insane atmosphere. I don't blame Billy
2: Joe Saunders at all. Hopefully, you know, the surgery goes fine. I don't like. I I feel like we've talked about the topic so many times about boxing, but what what's amazing to me is. There's not a lot of conversation about it in the mainstream, all right? Like, you're not going to go to a water cooler and people are talking about Friday, the Canelo fight. Sure. You're a boxing fan. You know about it. Obviously, the MMA. But then you go and see the event or see, one, that event's happening. Mm -hmm. And you see all the interaction, again, on a place that we live a lot. Mm -hmm. That's social media on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And there's everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Right? And you said everybody's an expert on it. But then there's also 73,000 people. Oh, yeah. And you're like. Diehards. Like, hard ticket to get, by the way, too. Yeah, and you're like, why wasn't this a big deal going in? See, right? Yeah. Like, in almost mm-hmm. it's a weird thing. And boxing's strange in that. I—I I, Half the time, I think boxing's, like, dead. Mm-hmm. And then you have an event like that, and you're like, it's not. It's just not as mainstream as it used to be. And we don't like that. It, like, I say this about NASCAR all the time. Mm-hmm. NASCAR had this heyday. And NASCAR got, like, mainstream. Mm-hmm. And it became, like, heck, people started thinking it was like entering the the top four sports talk Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. for a little bit there and then it 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 went away the recession some changes the stars go and it's nowhere near what it used to be in terms of the mainstream but it's still very popular and we don't want to admit that it's Still makes money, does well in TV ratings, popular, but it's because it's measured against that ultimate peak time. Sure. Well, boxing and, and other sports, by the way, have seemed to me and my in that same essence have that issue. It's not that there aren't fans, it's not that it still doesn't have a popularity to it. It's just not as mainstream or as big as it once was. Mm-hmm. And we always measure it to that, that once was. And and boxing, shoot, man, you could measure it back to the nineteen fifties and forties if you want, in terms of the way it once was. Mm-hmm. We also had another event in the last week and now the the drug test of horse racing which is in a very similar fashion yeah so it's it's an interesting thing with boxing but i I don't believe it's dead like we ask that question all the time that shows it man there are seventy three thousand people there no it's
3: it's not dead it has taken steps back and we've had those conversations before i've went on those rants but i almost feel like and i don't even want to call boxing the niche sport because it's not that either i just think that the way this country treats boxing is the way we kind of treat like how other countries view soccer right or it's almost like how uh, a dude like you or me say well how is taylor swift this popular like it's just it's not for a lot of people yeah yeah. but and i talked about this on friday a little bit with when you have a guy out of mexico like canelo who is the biggest superstar of that country bar none but then you realize just how much that country loves their fighting sports, especially boxing, right? And you see with Conor McGregor. Like, why is Conor McGregor so popular? Because Ireland put him on the yeah, map. Yeah. Why is Canelo so popular? Why, why was Canelo at the forefront of getting his own, essentially his streaming service with Dazzin? Because Mexico put him yeah. on the map, right? It's not because the United States has put. him not because there, the yeah. United States, right? So sometimes, and keep in mind, these events go down in the States because well, Las Vegas, Fight Capital of the World, AT&T uh, Stadium. A big capacity, which sold out, obviously. But, like, you, you saw it there and in that stadium where people love Canelo. And people love Billy Joe Saunders, too, for the most part. But Canelo is the must-see attraction. The he is the draw. And for that reason, boxing is not dead. Because there's always going to be – and like, once again, it's hard for us in the United States to think about it like this. But boxing in, in Mexico, um, in Europe, it's tradition. Like you you grow up on it. Like it's what you follow. Because let's be honest. People in Mexico, do they really care about football? Maybe they're starting to learn to like it a little bit. But it's boxing. It's soccer. It's not really the big three like we have here with baseball. Maybe baseball a little bit, but you know what I'm trying to say. So when we look at the landscape of boxing – it's funny because the fight capitals take place in the states: Madison Square Garden, Las Vegas, AT&T Stadium. But like the global reach is more around us than it actually is, you know, in the states. Yeah. Look at it. Deontay Wilder, big name. I mean, we talked to him. You know, he's the heavyweight champion in the world. Were people going absolutely insane for Deontay Wilder? No. So we'll, no. Yeah, absolutely not. He's walked. I mean, no, he, he, he had, talked to us. He had three hundred thousand dollars around his neck, <laughs> and that's going to draw some mean, attention. How think
2: of a deal is he? He talked to us. He talked to us. <laughs>
3: okay, you think, you think Tyson Fury is talking to us? I've loved him to, but probably, probably not. not. Yeah. Exactly, and that, that goes to show the point. And I'll say this too. The next super fight, hopefully, will be Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Um, they're having some contra- what contract, what else is new contract disputes? Now? But if that fight goes down at a, it's it's going to be at a soccer stadium in, in Europe. We're talking about one of the biggest fights. Of all time. Like, we're talking like Ali Fraser type big, It's going to be insane.
2: Which is just – think about what you just said in a world where for the last 20 years we've talked about the demise of boxing. Yes. Like, and, oh, yeah. and I don't necessarily feel like now it's coming back. I just think it's the mainstream versus the niche. Mm-hmm. And we just don't – in the mainstream, we don't want to recognize the niche. Mm-hmm. Like, to your point, I mean, we don't want to – especially in the United States. We don't yeah. want to even admit the soccer world is as big. We've been forced to finally admit it to ourselves. <laughs> like sure. the soccer world's a big deal, folks. For sure. It's a big thing. And so it, it's really interesting. And like, I mean, I do say it about golf. I mean, golf has become a little more mainstream because of Tiger Woods and the rest. But mm-hmm. globally, it's huge. Yeah. Like there's a whole new, there's a bigger world out there. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes don't want to see it or don't want to admit it. Uh, it's just, it's fascinating yeah. it. I also say this though. I wanted to see the fight. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And I'm not a boxing guy. Sure. I'm not a boxer. I'm not going to sit here and be one of those guys that yeah. I and I oh, check the tape guy. Yeah, yeah, right? On yeah. boxing and there are a lot of those. Yeah. But I wasn't going to go find it and sure. pay for it. Sure. But I wanted fair. to see the fight. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many more people or how much well, That's part of it, right? So it's like the pay-per-views and all that Brent, stuff. But enough people is, are obviously buying it, so this to is to keep it this way.
3: Th- this is the problem with boxing, though. This is one of the things I I, I can't stand with it. So, Canelo is he has an exclusive partnership with Dazzin, which yeah. is a boxing. It's a fighting streaming service, right? Well, they're not part of ESPN. Yeah. So like ESPN has top-ranked boxing. ESPN's going to pump their top ranked guys. So, ESPN will talk about Canelo, but I could give them the features no. at the top. So they would have gone round kinda, by round yeah.
2: if it was top
3: ranked. Exactly. Thank you. So, then that kind of takes away a little bit of the, the intrigue because
2: people in the United States are like, Absolutely. well, who's Canelo? No, that's you know? true. Yeah. They control that narrative. Yeah. I, I do just. Are there not enough people like me that would have watched it if it was on mainstream television, but I'm not going to buy it? Like, do we ever get to a point that that fight could have just been on ABC or NBC yeah. or, or whatever?
3: You know, I wish that was the case, but this is the one thing about promoters, Brent. They're still hell-bent on the pay-per-view model. Yeah. I think it's a dying breed, um, I'll be honest with you. But it he, can't be. They're still no, 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 doing it. No, because they're making money. I, I know, but... Making that's, money, the well, fighters are making like fifty yeah. million. No, but that's why the streaming service is big now because you pay ten bucks a month for DAZN and then you get the fight. Yeah. You know, so like that's that's a step in the
2: right direction. That's true. Yeah, that's Hopefully the soon you can say like, it's on ABC, it's on Fox, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, interesting. All right, we'll be back. Action sports, Jax on ESPN six ninety. Brent Martineau. the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are fourteen and twelve all time against one of the best organizations, quite frankly, in all of sports. Austin Lane. Yeah, Brent. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690. When the story of this chapter in Aaron Rodgers' career is written, someday you're going to find out that his going to Denver was done a long time ago. You know how years later it came out when LeBron and Dwayne Wade got together with Miami? It came out that they had decided that years before. I'm telling you that's how this thing is going to play out. He's going to Denver whether any of us think it's the right thing to do or not. Okay. Mike Greenberg, obviously.
1: Yeah, that was not Tim Tebow. <laughs> I
3: was thinking about it, Coos. Mike Greenberg, was this today, Coos, or recently?
1: This is from his show today, yeah.
3: Okay, wow. Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. Now it would make sense with Denver's draft. Didn't really address the quarterback. Right now you're starting court. Well, right now the, the quarterbacks are Teddy Bridgewater, who think what you want. And Drew Locke, a a young kid who's showing some promise, but also raps young Jeezy on the sidelines. So how into him can we really be? But like the fact that they didn't, you know, when they had the opportunity in the first round to take somebody, they didn't. Maybe Denver knows something that we don't. But once again, and Cruz, you know, sometimes I think you just play these clips just to upset me and get me going. I, I get it, man. It's Monday. Sometimes we need some energy to get through that 4 o'clock hour. I understand. That's what I'm here to do. But I'm going to remain and stay true to what I've said since these speculations came out on draft night. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere from the organizational standpoint. I don't think he's going anywhere from the standpoint of do you want to win a Super Bowl? Because let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers right now, and yes, he won the MVP last year, but he's still on the back nine of his career. And whether you're Tom Brady chasing or not, maybe you have four, five good years, and that's me being extra generous right now. But if I'm doing that, and you have maybe four or five good years left, what's the goal then, dude? Right, like you're you're happily married to the the girl from Divergent, who's any back. Do we have an Aaron Rodgers tracker present or not? We should. yeah. We should, right? <laughs> that could. Hey, you want to talk about in terms of popularity, Kuz? I have some friends back home that would love to see the Aaron Rodgers the
1: problem. Tracker. Yeah, but the problem is like it. You know, like Trevor Tracker, it's the T T. We'd have to.
3: Well, it's going to be the Tebow Tracker pretty soon Tebow too. Tracker, so don't Trevor copyright tracker. that just yet.
1: Rogers Rover's The Rogers <laughs> Rover. But, yeah, I mean, I've been very adamant
3: about this. I think he's staying in Green Bay. I don't know what type of sources Mike Greenberg has, but that guy sounds super confident that he's going to Denver for whatever reason. I'm not buying it. He shouldn't be selling it. I think Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. I do, too. Yeah, well, you supposed to miss the audio here, but Greenberg is, like, hell-bent on him going to Denver. Like, it's all but done. I don't know, man. I, Why would you want to spend the rest of your years playing Denver against Patrick Mahomes in your division and not playing Green Bay? We have the better chance to win a Super Bowl.
2: Well, in my opinion, they have. There's a couple of things going on here. If you look at uh, the three significant quarterback situations that have transpired this offseason, mm-hmm. the Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. which where is that? I mean, that's a side. That was yeah. that somewhere where I was going with it. But sure. Sure. I mean, that has gotten radio silent. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to be that silent on that story, wouldn't you be more concerned if you're a Houston, Texan fan or organization fan that this is not going to end well mm. for Deshaun? Like I don't know what the silence says more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Does it say more about guilt, innocence, suspension, done in the end? Of, I mean I don't know. I really don't. I just and think and he so has I'm to be quiet. I, I just it, think. But-
3: they have to be quiet until the, the you know the court system runs its course. Yeah, and now, I think.
2: because both lawyers remember they were back and forth for a bit there, mm-hmm. and then have gotten very quiet. So anyway, that's a, that's a separate issue now. Mm-hmm. But in in the before all of that stuff came out, when Deshaun Watson wanted out, Houston was like, "Why you We're not getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. Now was that a little bit of smoke and mirrors because they were just trying to make sure they didn't look weak? on a leverage deal, I think that's certainly in play. They didn't want to just say hey, okay, we're going to get rid of him. We're going to we'll, we'll try to get rid of him. Well, therefore it's a bargain to come get him. Mm. So I think that was maybe some of the messaging, but they did say we're not getting rid of him. We're not trying, we don't care that yeah. he wants out. We're not getting rid of him. He's our franchise guy. That's what they said. Yeah. Seattle, you had that whole thing going on and Seattle said the same thing. Listen, we're fine with Russell. Sure. The organization said we're fine. You take Green Bay. And what have they said recently? We're not trading Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan said we even called draft day or the day before. And it was like, know, hey, we're not trading him. Mm-hmm. So. But, but see, it's a little different, though, because Aaron
3: Rodgers has, has how many good years left, though?
2: Well, it's it's. Sure, each situation is different. One was a super young quarterback in the NFL in terms Correct. of Deshaun. Russell Wilson's now a decade in, but still has plenty of football. And the other one's Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP year, his third one, but also yeah. you're right toward the back end age-wise of his career, no doubt. Sure. So different situations, but the same circumstances within the organization is my point. Mm. And if you look at those situations as of now, Deshaun Watson is still in Houston. Again, a little bit unique on that front, but well, yeah, Seattle, he's right. yeah. Seattle. Russell Wilson is still there and Mm -hmm. not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so Aaron Rodgers, when the organization says we're not trading him, I don't think they're going to trade him. No, for sure. And I just think
3: if you re-sign – Brent, do we both agree that players talk to each other during the offseason? I I would hope so. Now, is Aaron Rodgers a good teammate, a bad teammate? I think he's a good teammate because he's never given me a reason uh, not to say that. Okay, I remember when we had Jake Ryan, correct? Uh, yes. Jake Ryan, uh, former linebacker from the Jaguars, spent some time in Green Bay. I think now he's in Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. We're nevertheless, even said how great of a teammate Aaron Rodgers was. So when people say things like that, you know what? I give him the benefit of the doubt. So you mean to tell me that Aaron Rodgers didn't have conversations with Aaron Jones or Mercedes Lewis before they re-signed their contracts? Because what we've been led to believe right now is is that this has been percolating and it's been brewing in Green Bay for a while, right? Since really that, that last playoff loss, like Aaron Rodgers has been upset and he's wanted out. That's what we've been told. But then we have guys like Aaron Jones signing a, a big contract, but taking a pay cut, mind you. Then we have guys like Mercedes Lewis, who, let's be honest, is just trying to get a Super Bowl. Can we get Mercedes Lewis a Super Bowl, please? <laughs> the, I mean, Can we just get him one? Like, that's what he wants to do right now. You think Aaron Jones re-signed or Mercedes Lewis re-signed with the Packers to say, hey, let's have Jordan Lubbock, the starting quarterback, yeah, and, let's, like so. and let's take some time to rebuild here? I don't think so. So then what are we talking about? All the, all the criteria, all the evidence shows that he's coming back. But, and listen, maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong. Maybe Greenberg I mean, does have a lot better sources than I ever will. Maybe he knows something that I don't. But I'm just seeing like all these signings, everything that's went down, I just have a hard time believing that Aaron
2: Rodgers is gonna leave Green Bay and go to Denver of all places. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Uh listen, Jadaway factor, could he try to land another guy and save everything? Mm-hmm. Uh you know, they I I don't see it it's not smart for Green Bay. Green Bay's already said no, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. I I think you lose your job if you lose Aaron Rodgers. I think you should at least. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how you could pin this all on Aaron Rodgers if he ends up walking out the door in Green Bay. So mm-hmm. uh that might be the for the first time in a long time a tough thing to sell to the Packers loyal fan base. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um so I think he's staying. What does beg the question though, who's the next let's just say our, whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers. Let's not include him in this conversation. Who's the next one? Who's the next QB? Because this is now a thing. Correct. You know, this has become when you have it happen like it did, and then you have a kind of toxic quarterback carousel of the last offseason with yeah. Carson Wentz going somewhere and Goff and Stafford getting moved, who they don't even want Garoppolo anymore after signing them to a $128 million deal. Yeah. Uh, when you have those kind of situations, the quarterback used to be like, that's the safe commodity. Like, that's preserved. Like, he's, he's on – Lifetime contract, especially if he's any good. Sure. Not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't get sometimes second chances. You don't get the honeymoon period as long as you used to. Mm-hmm. And from a player perspective, if you want out, you might get your way. Mm-hmm. So who's next? See, it's funny because you, you ask that
3: question. It's like, well, who's next in for line for big contract? Kind? But that's not what we're talking about it's anymore. Not. It's got nothing to do nothing with, money. with money. It's got nothing to do with how the organizations are run uh, and that quarterback feeling slighted or disrespected. So to me, the easy money would be, okay, well, Baker Mayfield, because he's got a contract coming up. But he's in a, such a great – dude, you got the best running game probably in the NFL. Yeah. you got weapons. Like, what, what, what are you bitter about? Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, I don't
2: think it's going to be Baker Mayfield. I have no idea, Brent. Could it be? It's a great question. Could it be uh, with the stuff that we heard, and I understand you just mentioned contracting. This guy just got a big one. Mm-hmm. But with the stuff that we've heard, or not, not just we, but has been said oh, about Mike McCarthy and Dallas being Dallas, mm-hmm. could we get into a situation that after this season, if things start going awry and it kind of becomes toxic and they fail again, and yeah. even with that big contract, like a Dak Prescott says, you know yeah. what, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I mean, could he become that guy? I mean, I don't well, see it, but I'm just wondering no, because that's Jerry Jones, that's Dallas, met. that's McCarthy, that's and and that's a situation that soap opera esque can, can blow up. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe the things are already some of those seeds are already there. Yeah, <laughs> to 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 not blossom well.
3: See, in order for this to happen, too, like you have to keep in mind. Not every player can do this. Like, I get it. You play the quarterback position, you can hold the team ransom, but not every player is as powerful as Aaron Rodgers, yeah. as Deshaun Watt. So it takes a special type of player to do this. So it's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. I would say maybe 10 of them yeah, can get a way of doing this. I I, I, I do like the, the Dak Prescott
2: one. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I, like, will Lamar Jackson be upset yeah. with anything? I, don't, I feel no because it, I don't know if people seemingly – Gripe often in baltimore just a Orlando yeah. brown did one out yeah. and got out sure uh but i don't it doesn't feel that way they've been very stable as an organization for so long mm-hmm. more that like people want to be a part of it than go away from it mm-hmm. and they've been very good to lamar so I, I i thought about that too but i don't see that
3: and jared goff you feel like he has to be honest by stripes. the way with
2: lamar, lamar position to succeed might be in baltimore because they've already kind of built it around him yeah you've got to get somebody else to kind of do that and commit to that um i guess style if you will that mm-hmm. offense if you will uh to make him the most successful maybe in the nfl at least that's the way it appears to be so uh yeah i mean goss is interesting but i mean i don't know how much leverage he's, he's gonna, gonna not, have yeah, yeah uh yeah I, and I'm, he'll only be there a year so i can't imagine matt ryan if they go in, like, if he's still got some left
3: Man, in the tank and they go in, they in a new a direction? It's
2: not like he, what does he got to complain about? No, but
3: about? but I'm saying, like, maybe they go in a new direction next year and he still feels like he has some left in the tank, so yeah. he wants out. I
2: don't, I don't think there are many candidates, There's really. not. You know, I I really don't. And I, but we say that, and then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes. Is, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. well, yeah, if you had asked me that Seattle and Russell yeah, Wilson would have had a problem like last year at this time, I would have said... No. Yeah, there's no way. And I still, I still, so much so that I don't even really believe there was as much there as was reported. Like I really still don't. I, but, but I don't, his agent didn't come out and say well, he's yeah, interested. I mean, there that's, was something there. There's legs to that. Yeah, one. there was something there. Yeah. I, I, he actually might be the next one that does it again. Sure. Like maybe he, things don't get smoothed over. It's and re- maybe up. it kind of becomes Aaron Rodgers-esque, where because think about Aaron Rodgers, he was ticked off when they they drafted Jordan Love. Mm-hmm but it took until this long to maybe ask officially to be like I want out if that's where it ends up going mm-hmm. so it could be russell wilson kind of planted the seed last this past off season but it doesn't really come to fruition until like next off season yeah. So he might be the next one to play. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I'll tell you another guy that's really interesting from a quarterback perspective, if we really look at it, is what is going to now happen with, like, Jameis Winston mm-hmm. in New Orleans? Does he now take off in his career? Mm-hmm. Is he just stuck on the bench as a backup quarterback? Do we kind of forget about Jameis Winston? He's an interesting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he the next Teddy Bridgewater, where he kind of just starts bouncing around because that guy can help me win five or six games. But I don't really believe in them long-term. Yeah. Just got me thinking because I was thinking of all the different quarterback situations. And New Orleans is kind of a – kind of seems like they're in the middle of something, but I can't even describe what it is. got Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. It's crazy, New Orleans, because they they have have the offense,
3: obviously, right? You have an offensive-minded coach. Yeah. I mean, you're putting essentially all your chips on the Taysom Hill table.
2: We'll see. I'd rather put my chips on the Jameis Winston table than I would the Taysom Uh, Hill table. Yeah. Might you put them on the Tim Tebow table. Or maybe the Tebow. Table. That's a, that's a table. Uh, we'll be back. Action sports Jackson ESPN six ninety.
1: He did not give it. I my veterinarian. Nobody here. We we Medina Spirit has never been treated with vitamins. So I never thought I'd be here. Yesterday I got the biggest gut punch in racing
2: for something that I didn't do. That is Bob Baffert. Medina Spirit wins the Kentucky Derby a week ago, and now to the gills. Doping. Now, if it gets upheld, I think it's Mandalorian would win the Kentucky Derby. Which I was thinking of that.
1: It's like, well, what? This is the here is this. My fiance and I were debating this in the car because as we were driving to Saint Augustine yesterday, this was going on. I was like, so if you want – like, put, say you put $100 on Medina Spirit to, to win, mm-hmm. and, and you obviously get the winnings. So then do you have to give the winnings back? Mm-mm. You keep it? you correct. Yeah. Okay.
3: But if you had whatever is – it, is it Mandalorian? Mandalorian. What, yeah, Mandalorian. If you have that horse, you don't get any
2: money. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's too late in the game. Yeah. Well, that's you, what I was saying. You, I was
1: like, could you imagine? Because you know people, if they won a lot of money, went out and partied and probably spent some of that money. Yeah, sure, sure, Yeah, sure. it's too late in the so game. There's so there's no way to like, give it back. But I think uh, yeah.
2: same, so to your same kind of uh, – it's a little bit different, but how would it be – let's just put yourself in the position of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. owners, people, whatever. So, like, is it cool to say you won the Kentucky Derby? Or, like, the idea – that's why cheating – Mostly, why cheating, especially in this sport, mm-hmm. stinks the most, because the people don't get the thrill of victory. Well, that's like,
3: horses, so it's not good for the animals either. Well, that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, also, also yeah, the yeah, health yeah. of the animal. Yeah. I mean,
3: also, I don't know, the, the health of the animal. Infected uh, do with steroids. <laughs> yeah. but, but,
1: but those I mean, horses live a good life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I had a couple of questions. So new horse on a farm, but okay, anyways. I used to cover a horse racing and I don't know the answer to this other one I'm going to ask, but still, like that in that sport, the yeah. cheating, like I'm trying to think uh I mean, probably in most sports, but it happens in that moment, the thrill of victory right there, the the winner's circle, the the euphoria, you know that fi- well, you you can't reenact that. Yeah. Like what, would, you know, what do you do watch the yeah. race again and and and, and when, like Cross out the horse that won? uh, How do you delete it from the history book? Would that
1: would the closest thing be like and and again, maybe I'm way off because I don't know NASCAR well enough, but if there if like there was a piece of equipment used on a car that's not allowed so then you don't get to do the
2: whole, you you know, donuts and you fail inspection at the end. Sure. That happens
1: too. Like so I would mean, that be the closest thing to this? No, I'd be. I think it's like
3: MMA, where mm-hmm. if a guy gets caught doping, uh, like a, like a week later after the blood tests, and he gets caught cheating, then it's a he, he loses. I mean, yeah. it's a no contest. Um, he gets suspended.
2: And so, I like, was, if you were fighting that guy, do you get the win? No. It's, so then it's a no contest. No contest. No contest. So you don't get the loss mm-hmm. or anything. Correct. Why okay. can't okay. well, yeah. they just? Well, remember, still still still
3: still still get also get his money. Too. You also get like a bonus. Oh, as you well, would get I more believe. Money.
2: Yes. Well, it's very uh, similar, really, to the Olympics. Because the Olympics, then you get the gold. Yeah. Right. They they bump people up. Yeah, a
3: sport that's probably had the most doping ever. Yeah, but you
2: also don't get to stand on the podium with the national anthem and all that. Sure. That's what I'm saying. So like that, that's to me part of being victorious and part of all that stuff and part of sport is the celebration, right? The ability to do that. That like it's it's the Lance Armstrong effect. Yeah. 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 I mean, we celebrated that
3: dude, and all of a sudden, a couple years down the line,
2: yeah. Now somebody else has like five. France's but nobody never cares. celebrated one of them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like yeah, yeah <laughs> seriously. like that kind of. That's the worst. One of the worst parts of it. Yeah, no, I know. Sorry. I can't it's, say it's worst. I the should worse. be laughing, but yeah, I mean right. that's
3: that's. Think about that though. Yeah, like yeah, I actually won it because Lance cheated, but nobody cares.
1: What I like good bar story. What I got. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: let's see, honest. So
1: listen, <laughs> no one, listen, no one, no one would the, believe you either. But, like you say that at the bar, they'd be like, "That guy's crazy." But I've seen
3: the documentary, and he at least they made it sound like like the top ten guys were doping. So like the. Eleventh place oh. finisher. So yeah, so I actually 11th, came in eleventh place. 11th, but because... <laughs> I mean, I was participating, then I won the whole thing. Well, not a big the deal. Whole everybody.
2: Stupidity, in my opinion, of like college sports vacating wins. Sure, it's like Reggie Bush and, it's when he Reggie vacated Bush the Heisman. and Heisman. It's like not going to well, take these memories it, away. Yeah, sir. you yeah. caught it too late. Like, yeah. okay, take it out of the history books, well, but and that's they already still the, there. Does... To me, it's not like if I hit a big home run or something when I played ball, wasn't. Because it's gonna be in the history books. It yeah. was the moment. True. You already got the moment. True. You can take whatever you want out of the history yeah. books. Yeah. Well, That's and, a good
1: point. and and why not just do a test that can get you the results earlier than after the whole situation? Yeah. That obviously,
2: a, there's not. They would love to do that. Right. Is my guess, but yeah. they they obviously can't. Yeah. And so it just sets up a unique circumstance. What's interesting about the Derby is they haven't had a horse disqualified to the winner of the Derby disqualified due to medication since 1968. So and they are serious. If you watch, if you look at the statement they put out, Churchill Downs. Yeah. I mean, you're talking Bob Baffert, one of the biggest names in the sport, and they yeah. are like crushing him. Mm-hmm. They're they're like, if this is upheld, you know, no mm-hmm. tolerance for it. You sure. know, and I don't want to well, hear the mistake and yeah. all that stuff. And so it's an interesting, but like position right now. I think
3: it's also different too because you're talking about animal. I mean, I get it. Say we're talking about horse racing, but when yeah. you're doing that to animals and Absolutely. they don't have a say, well, like the
2: sports already got. A bad People rap can, right now. Yeah. I mean, Santa and it's Eva not good horses look. are dying left and right, so yeah. it's not a good look at all. Not mm-hmm. And it's not in the Derby. Especially from the biggest probably name in And horse one series. of the biggest names. Yeah. Uh, let's get to uh, South Beach Gary real quick before we hit the top of the hour. What's up, man? Hope you had a good weekend. Hey, same to you guys. I was just wondering with the
3: – the announcement that Tebow's coming back. Austin, are you going to make an announcement today that you're coming back to play D-line? I'll tell you what, man. I'm, I'm not playing D-line. Those days are long gone. I'm not going to go through another Joel Cullen training camp. But I, I did play uh, wide receiver and tight end in high school, all-state. South Beach, Gary, you never know. You I'll never know. Express. You, and you, you, you never the know. Holiday Inn Express, right? Said, yeah, exactly, that too. Hey, Holiday Inn, cut the check. No, but seriously, guys, you know w- – would, would Tebow even get the chance if he and Urban Meyer, Meyer didn't have the relationship that they had? Would some non just some, some non Joe Bo, say some non Joe Bo, thirty four year old, who played other positions
2: Me. in a in college, came in? Me, yep. Would he get the same opportunity? No. No, I think uh, South Beach. I appreciate the comment. Not. I, I don't think so. I, I think that's fair to say. Uh, some people have gone to the extreme on that. Um, I said to this I said this to you last week when we were talking about it. I said if there's some guy from Wyoming with Tebow's story and his name's not Tim Tebow, I still think it's a cool story and it, it's good for him and whatever happens if he if he gets the opportunity and he makes it, great. If he doesn't, okay we'll see you later and the next guy comes in. Yeah. Now Tebow's not just that guy, I understand, but The story can still happen. Like, we've seen so many people transition. There are a a lot of good sports stories out there. We've seen so many guys transition from other sports, other positions, to the NFL even, or to other sports. So it's not as unique. It's the fact that Tebow's name obviously carries a lot of weight. Listen, Tim Tebow, he's in the dance
3: more power to him. Now, did he know the doorman? Did he know Urban Meyer? Yes. Yes. Let him write in VIP front access. That's fine. But you still got to dance, man. You still got to be able yeah, to we, dance. We still got to see what kind of moves you got. Right? Yeah. Don't embarrass yourself out there. Yeah. I, I don't want to see the Macarena. <laughs> I want something more up to date on TikTok. Because you know what the Macarena is? Probably not.
2: I know what it is. Okay. I, didn't, I don't know. Are I you don't, playing I the Macarena at, at your wedding and or at I your party? And, no. I'm out. You know, I have I Cruz's nope, wedding present. Yeah. I'm debating when to give it to him. Timing is everything. Like, should I give it to him live on the show? Does Nicole have to be present? I don't think so.
1: Is it a Tebow jersey? No. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> if that's the case, do it today because he's still trending on Twitter right <laughs> yeah, now. we should get that that. That. So let's cool. go ahead and today. do that right
1: now. Yeah, we might want to do that. Cool. You guys to play
3: uh, like the electric slide?
1: Yeah, there'll be like lined in stuff like that. Yeah.
3: All right. I'm, I'm gonna send you a playlist that I want it. I'm not coming <laughs> to the wedding.
1: Is the electric slide still at every wedding?
3: <laughs> it's electric boogie oogie. Yeah, pretty much. Probably most. Yeah, teach you. Yeah man, that's a good one. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good. That one's okay. This is the yeah. is not macaroon is kind of worse. I mean, because
3: okay. then we got grandmas out there doing it. It's like, hey, hey, you don't you think go. grandmas
2: are doing the electric
3: slide? Uh, <laughs> not like I'm doing it. <laughs> hey, Kuz, any grandmas out there coming to your wedding? Let them be known right now. I don't mess around the electric slide. Come to get out of my way. Awesome, lane on them. the
2: dance floor. Get out of my way. Football at five coming up next on ESPN six ninety.